grooming your dog means everything from brushing them to cleaning them to trimming their nails and that's a big job uh, too big for some people some people take their dog to the groomers especially if their hair and nails are particularly difficult to deal with I've never been one of those people to take my dog to the groomer that's just how it goes uh, boomer has notoriously bad teeth he gets tartar buildup on it constantly so we actually have to take him to the vet to have him go underneath anesthesia to have his teeth cleaned but aside from that let's jump into the different things that we can do to take care of our dog starting out with the basics brushing your dog Well, depending on how long your dog's hair is will greatly influence what kind of brush you use for your dog. If you have a short-haired dog, you may use a rubber brush or a grooming mitt uh, or a natural bristle brush. The Furminator can be used, but you need to watch out for that because you can cause bald spots and irritate your dog's skin. So you need to be careful with that. And there are dogs that have double coats, as it were. The soft undercoat that sheds, usually seasonally, and then the top coat that usually doesn't shed. Brushing these dogs out regularly can help prevent those hair tumbleweeds from rolling around your house. And the, what works best with that is usually a slicker brush, a pen brush, an undercoat rake, or a comb. For silky dogs, like the Maltese, uh, you want a pen brush or a comb or a dematting tool. You can also use something called a dematting spray, which is good for these silky coated dogs. They should usually be groomed on a regular basis, but all dogs really, really need to be groomed. There are so many benefits for them. Continuing on, uh, the wiry coat dogs, the slicker brush and the comb work really well for them. They help to prevent mats from forming and it keeps them uh, looking very, very sweet. So some of the benefits of grooming the dog are obvious. Uh, the first one, first and foremost, it's a bonding time for you and your dog. You don't have to do it a lot, but you should set up a routine. Petting your dog, brushing your dog, these are all things that lower not only your blood pressure, but your dog's blood pressure as well. It's a great de-stressor for you both. I can't say that, let's rewind. It's a great de-stressor for both of you. There, said it perfectly. <laughs> also, brushing your dog's coat helps to get those natural oils, uh, like what are at the top of your head, which are all over your dog's body, get those natural oils distributed. So that helps, and it makes them look shiny and fabulous, and it helps prevent uh, some of that buildup that you get. 
Now, of course, you do want to bathe your dog. And part of that uh, bathing is the grooming, or part of the grooming is the bathing. Sorry, got that confused. So if you're like me, I bathe my dog at home. I use one of those rubber mats, those non-slip mats inside the bathtub. And I have a shower head that comes down from the top and I can hand hold it. You don't want the water super hot. Uh, but you do want it warm to your touch because remember your dog's temperature is a few degrees higher than yours so you're getting them wet uh, and you want to make sure that they're not cold you want to have plenty of towels uh, especially those little chamois cloths uh, the microfiber uh, synthetic ones work great for getting the uh, wetness off of them before they shake and I like to announce wet doggy on the loose because he does just what every other dog does when he gets a bath he runs up and down the hallway and rubs all over the ground because he's trying to get some scent back on him because you took it off with the bath <laughs> Well, after, and how often do you bathe your dog? Well, that's different for every dog. You don't want to bathe your dog every week, certainly. That would dry out their skin and cause all kinds of problems. But you need to, to bathe them when you need to bathe them. Uh, sometimes you take them to the lake or you take them out and you go walking around and they just smell really bad. And when those wipes don't work to get them clean, you need to give them a bath. So start out by letting them relieve themselves because guess what? Getting in water makes you have to pee. So make sure that they pee and defecate if they need to before you give them the bath. Now you can brush them uh, basically anytime, but you want to wait for a time when they're calm. You don't want to try and brush a dog when they're hyper or when they're running around. You, you might accidentally hurt them. So keep all that in mind uh, when you're brushing the dog. Now, why, why do you need to brush the dog? Well, it helps you get into contact with your dog's skin and medically speaking, you can spot abnormalities or bumps or anything wrong with them while you're brushing them. Ordinarily, you may not. Uh, so if you're not brushing your dog, think about start brushing your dog, mainly because it helps bond and because you can keep an eye on their skin and make sure that everything's good with them. So it's for the health of the dog, it's for the well-being of the dog, and it's for your well-being as well. Taking care of your dog's teeth can be a bit trying, to say the least. Inserting something into your dog's mouth and trying to do an unnatural behavior, <laughs> uh, scrubbing their teeth, can sometimes cause your dog great anxiety and you as well. So if you've never brushed your dog's teeth before, you may find that it's easier to let the vet put them under anesthesia and brush their teeth. And occasionally we have to have this done with Boomer. But 
going under anesthesia, as with humans going under anesthesia, does involve a risk. So we try to limit that as much as possible. Please consider introducing your dog to toothpaste. Not your toothpaste. No, that is toxic to your animal. Please consider using dog toothpaste or using a recipe that you found online that is proven and research it, please. Just because it's on the internet doesn't mean it's safe. Research it and make sure that it is safe for your dog to use. Toothbrush. Well, can't just use a human toothbrush. Well, I guess technically you could, but it's not going to do the job great. And you might get it confused with yours. Gross. (laughs) Please consider getting a canine toothbrush. A lot of those do have the circular uh, bristles that go all the way around it. And that makes it easy to rotate it and clean uh, the top and bottom teeth without getting in too serious. And it's easier on their gums, I find, anyway. So, as with anything, just introduce it slowly, let them smell it, give them a treat, put a tiny dab of dog toothpaste on your finger or on the toothbrush and let them lick it off. Build up to actually inserting the toothbrush into their mouth just a little bit, not for the whole thing, not for the whole scrubbing their teeth. Take it easy, go slow. As with anything else, introduce it slowly. I think you'll find that it's not as difficult as what you make it out to be. Our last dog absolutely loved having her teeth brushed. She would see me get the toothbrush and toothpaste out of the doggy. uh, I have a little box that's got all kinds of doggy stuff in it. She would see me get it out and she would jump up on the bed and lay on her side because she knew what was coming. And she loved the chicken flavor toothpaste. I wish Boomer loved it. He tolerates it very well, but I would not say that he loves it. (laughs) But that's okay. He does love being brushed. He tolerates getting his teeth cleaned. And it's a little bit more than difficult to trim his nails. So that's what we're going to talk about next is trimming the nails. I've saved the hardest for last, clipping your dog's nails. This is always, always a problem for Boomer and I. In fact, it's so much of a problem that I have to use Steve as well to help me reassure him and keep him safe. Because when I'm clipping his nails, I don't want to clip too far back which would cause, it would clip into the blood uh, to the blood and cause him to bleed. And that's not good. Which brings me to my first point. Make sure before you trim your dog's nails that you have the proper supplies, the septic uh, application for dogs if you do cut the nails too short. Uh, this is... This, this is a problem if you don't have that in the house already. You need to have that in your first aid kit for your dogs. Do you have one of those? A first aid kit for your dog should include 
antiseptic in a small bottle. Uh, it should include clean four by fours. They don't have to be sterile, but they should be extremely clean. Uh, clean towels. You also need to have the septic pencil. It's not a pencil for dogs. It's more of a powder uh, that you just shake onto them. It, it kind of looks like powdered sugar, but it stops the bleeding. Uh, you need to have several of those things around uh, in various places too. It wouldn't be a bad idea to keep one in the car if you're constantly with your dog, just in case there is an accident. Uh, in my car uh, kit, I also have a tick remover so that if we're walking in the woods and we come back to the car, I find a tick, then I'm going to be able to immediately get rid of it and pull it out appropriately without leaving the head behind. I digress. Let's go back to trimming the nails. I highly encourage you to look online and look at the diagram of the angle that you need to cut your dog's nails. You want to make sure that you introduce the nail clipper to your dog appropriately. Let them smell it and give them a treat. Touch the nail clipper gently to the paw and praise them and give them treats. This can be on different days too. Don't feel like you can do this all in one day or that you'll be able to just trim their nails the first time that you get a nail, clipper, a nail trimmer. That's not going to happen. Uh, some people are successful using the grinder. I can do that somewhat with Boomer's nails. I find that it doesn't work all that great because his nails grow so fast uh, that the grinder would just be worn out after a couple of paws. <laughs> so I do use the trimmers and then I go back with the grinder to smooth and finish off those edges. There's a very specific angle that you should cut your dog's nail. And there's what's called the quick. And if you can see the quick, that's where the blood supply starts in the nail. You don't want to go up to that at all. Gradually, as you keep trimming your dog's nails, you'll be able to have the quick actually retreat further back into the nail. But if your dog has really long nails, you're not going to be able to trim them back that far or you'll cut into the quick and make your dog bleed. So this is a regular thing that needs to be done so that it trains the quick to retreat back and stay further back. Boomer's nails are mostly white. There are a couple of his that are black. And if you have a dog that has black nails, you may want to just use the grinder every week uh, and just grind the nails every week. With the grinder, you're much less apt to be able to hurt your dog. I'm not saying you can't. I'm sure you can. But make sure that you have the septic powder, the, the powder for dogs' uh, nails if you cut into the quick. If your dog has anxiety about uh, having their nails trimmed and you're using a trimmer, not a grinder, you can actually seriously damage your dog's nails. So I highly recommend if you don't feel comfortable with it, take your dog to the groomer to have this done. Uh, I, I would love it if you could, but sometimes it's just not worth it 
your dog's anxiety level causes your anxiety to uh, go up and if your anxiety level is up then your dog is going to sense that as well and next time you go to trim their nails your anxiety levels up so their anxiety is up too and that's how that works it's a nasty little vicious circle isn't it okay so the nail trimmers that i like have a guard on one side that don't actually let you clip off too much uh, the unprotected ones that let you go back as far as you want, I don't like those at all. And I do have those little, uh, the grinder. And like I said, I do like to use that as a finishing uh, for the nail trimming, but I actually do need to use, use the clippers uh, first and foremost because Boomer's nails just grow so incredibly quick. So, and of course, you know, cutting them every week is not feasible for me. Not right now. Okay. Maybe later. <laughs> All right. Next, we're going to talk about things that you can and cannot do uh, with your dog. And it's kind of like a summation and a general rules of thumb when you're introducing anything new to your dog, like grooming and such. When you're taking care of your dog and doing anything, whether you're grooming your dog or feeding your dog or giving your dog treats, make sure that you're using products that are made for your dog. You never want to give your dog anything that's poisonous. And unfortunately, toothpaste, human toothpaste, is very toxic to dogs, so you cannot use that. When you're using shampoos, I did not touch on that while I briefly talked about shampooing your dog, please go ahead and get a shampoo that's formulated for dogs if you're not making your own special homemade dog wash with a recipe that is specially formulated for dogs. Yeah, who has time for that? <laughs> So go to the pet store, get a dog shampoo that's highly rated, and use that on your dog instead. Do not use human shampoo. It's not good for your dog's skin. You could dry it out. You could cause your dog to have uh, breakthrough sores because their skin is so dry. So please make sure that you take care of your dog appropriately. Please make sure that you use products that are specifically made for your dog. And when in doubt, get professional help. I would never encourage any of you to step outside of your comfort zone and try something that I do with Boomer. So you can hurt your dog numerous ways. You could poke their eye out with a toothbrush. You could clip into the quick and your dog could severely bleed and have an injured paw which they can't really walk if their paw is injured. So please, take time, learn how to do it appropriately, or get it professionally done. One thing you can do if you can't do anything else is brush your dog. I've said it before, I'll say it a thousand times again. You can probably introduce your dog to just about anything if you do it appropriately. Make sure they're in a calm, submissive state as Caesar would say, make sure that you're calm. Make sure your anxiety level is not up there. 
because if your anxiety level is up, your dog's anxiety level will be up. Have high value treats ready and available. And please, if it's a dangerous situation and you're creating a vortex of fear in your dog, stop, reevaluate, try it later, or just get professional help. Your dog is your best friend and you should be your dog's best friend. So take care of him or her and be kind to everyone out there. You never know what they're going through. You never know what family member they've lost or what financial situation they're in. So just in general, be good to other people, please. See you next month. Take care.